This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All that support and mentoring has gotten me here today, and this is where I'm supposed to be, the general manager of the Washington Commanders. And I, I can't tell you guys how excited I am to be here. It's, this is absolutely incredible. I've been pinching myself. That was Adam Peters yesterday, formally uh, introduced as the team's new general manager, the person now charged and empowered, it would seem, uh, with the responsibility to turn around a franchise that, that has been among the worst in the NFL for 30 years Uh, And hopefully um, he will be able to do that. God willing, we'll all be here to to document uh, the turnaround, move by move, uh, in great detail, as we typically do. Uh, The first move, obviously, will be the hiring of a new head coach. Good morning. Two guests on the show uh, today. Mike Jones from The Athletic will join us at 11 a.m. We'll talk about his and the league's view of the Peters hiring and what he thinks comes next as far as a head coach. We'll do some NFL playoff talk with Mike as well. Josh Edwards from CBS Sports at 1135 to talk NFL draft. Caleb Williams officially declaring yesterday before the deadline. So uh, let's start with Adam Peters and yesterday. Not much really in the way of major headlines uh, that's fine by me. Things you think about when you think about the 49ers over the last few years is a very physical football team. Uh, I mean, I think I've mentioned multiple times over the last couple of years. I don't, I can't remember a team that has offensive players that are harder to tackle 
and get to the ground than the 49ers have had in Debo Samuel and Kittle and McCaffrey, uh, et cetera, not to mention, uh, mention their defensive physicality. There will be a lot of collaboration on the kind of players uh, that they bring on. Um, coach does the same. Too many years of Mr. Snyder uh, around here. July, after they took control of the team and the sale was finalized when he was really very anxious um, about the responsibilities he had after acquiring the team. I thought that that was very refreshing and talked about it, you know, at the time. This does not appear to be the egomaniac um, and the uh, the type of person that we had here for 25 years. And, you know, just a small little observation this team will make. Is it the general manager? Is it the head coach? Or is it for this position? Doesn't even take the interview for this position a year ago or two years. Autonomy um, as the lead and final say-so decision-maker ended up being number two on the list in terms of off-season. He became the vice president of player personnel, uh, then was elevated in 2021 to assistant general manager. Um, but he has always been described as one of the key talent evaluators, specifically as it relates to the draft. Well, in 2017, the 49ers had parted ways in the offseason following their 2016 season, which was not a good season for them. Colin Kaepernick at quarterback. That would be Colin Kaepernick's basically the, the last year uh, for Colin Kaepernick for the most part uh, as a regular starter in the league. And they went 2-14 and 14 that particular year. And that, you know, prompted the firing of Chip Kelly and, you know, everything that changed afterwards with John Lynch, who replaced Trent Baalke at the time. And, um, uh, Kyle Shanahan was was hired to come in, and in 2017, they went into that season without a quarterback. They did not have a quarterback. And I just want to remind everybody of where they stood in the draft that year. He was not the general manager, of course, but he was the vice president of player personnel. And they had the number two pick in that 2017 draft. And the number one pick, by the way, was Cleveland's, and they selected Miles Garrett in the 2017 NFL draft. But the first offseason with San Francisco, again, not the final decision maker, but part of the brain trust in that front office, they had the number two overall pick. Um, the quarterbacks in that draft, if you recall, were Mitch Trubisky, who ended up being selected at number two overall. Why? Because San Francisco traded a spot back with Chicago, who was trading one spot up to ensure that they got Mitch Trubisky, who they would have been able to get at number three. That was one of those trades that never made a lot of sense, but there must have been some competition for Trubisky, which is why Chicago wanted to get up there and not allow somebody else to with San Francisco. San Francisco ended up trading one spot back. They selected Solomon Thomas, who did not work out very well at all. In fact, they then picked again at the end of the first round and selected Reuben Foster, which also did not turn out very well. Reuben Foster's college tape at Alabama was off the charts. Um, there was a lot of love for Reuben Foster, but there was a lot of, you know, 
due diligence uncovering a lot of issues related to Reuben Foster, which is one of the reasons he fell that far. Remember, John Allen was the selection of Washington at number 17 overall in the 2017 draft. And John Allen was supposed to go early, but there were concerns about arthritic neck and shoulder issues, which is why Allen dropped to Washington at 17. But I bring this up because they ended up going in 2017, uh, that season in 2017, with C.J. Beathard, Brian Hoyer, and then eventually deciding to trade, deciding to trade at the trade deadline for Jimmy Garoppolo. They had a bad first year, uh, but if you recall, their plan going into 2017 was to not address quarterback. Why? Because the plan all along was to trade for Kirk Cousins or to sign Kirk Cousins in free agency. I read there as the vice president of personnel. This was a recap done at uh, WalterFootball.com, but there were several that basically read the same way, but this was more detail. In writing about the 49ers, 49ers never had a chance last year as they opted to go into the season with just Blaine Gabbert and Colin Kaepernick at quarterback. That was the 2016 season. Um, so the situation hasn't improved much. The tandem of Brian Hoyer and Matt Barkley um, is where they're going right now. But the plan is in place, and that plan is to eventually acquire Kirk Cousins. The Redskins are currently holding Cousins hostage under the franchise tag, but they likely won't be able to afford him next spring. Given that the relationship is so fractured, Washington should just trade Cousins now to get something more than a compensatory pick for him. However, John Lynch has proven proven himself to be a patient general manager and a savvy trader, so the 49ers seem fine with waiting. Remember, there was no pressure on the 49ers that year. Uh, It's their first year. But they did try to trade for Kirk Cousins. But Washington, and we've heard this many times, documented, reported multiple times, wouldn't even have the conversation with the 49ers. There was no way that Dan and Bruce Allen were going to trade Kirk Cousins to Kyle Shanahan. That was not happening. We know that the reporting is that they were offered at the very least, Washington was, number two overall. So the 49ers were active in trying to acquire one quarterback in that first offseason, and that was Kirk Cousins from Washington. But Washington would not even take the calls or consider what the 49ers were willing to offer. Look, Jay Gruden has said before that it was more than number two overall, that it was potentially multiple number ones or multiple picks for Cousins. Um, But remember that this was a group of children running uh, an NFL organization, and they did not like anybody from the Shanahan family, and they just weren't going to do it. Um, And they also had some idea in the back of their mind that if 2017 went really well, maybe Kirk will decide ultimately to sign a hometown discounted deal. Well, that was never going to happen as long as Dan Snyder owned the team, as long as Bruce Allen was around. 
you know, Kirk was offered 54 million guaranteed and six months later was offered as much as 90 million guaranteed. They were so far off. It was embarrassing for Bruce Allen to even consider himself or, or Dan Snyder to consider themselves as actually NFL front office execs to miss the target that badly. And remember, we all had the conversations about that at the time, but they had a chance with Adam Peters and John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, Adam Peters being the key talent evaluator brought in from Denver and a big part of the brain trust in that first year. They had the number two overall pick, and they didn't have a quarterback. They tried to trade for one, but that wasn't going to happen. Then they decided to wait for Cousins, and then they changed their mind on that. And the reason they changed their mind on that, they realized at that point when they got to the trade deadline, in late October of 2017, that Cousins was going to, there was going to be a frenzy of a market and it was going to skyrocket in terms of the price. And it wasn't necessarily a lock at that point that he would end up signing with Kyle Shanahan as a free agent. So they traded ultimately for. Uh, uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo. Remember, too, as part of that offseason, they brought in Pierre Garcon. Why did they do that? Well, because there was some expectation that they might be able to pull off a trade for Cousins. So in the position of not being able to trade for him, which happened you know, during that March, during that April, um, and then after the, and, and even hopes of, of perhaps pulling off a deal heading into post-draft, not being able to pull off that deal. They chose not to take a quarterback in the 2017 draft at number two overall. They traded back. They took Solomon Thomas and ultimately took Reuben Foster uh, in that draft. And the next time the 49ers selected a quarterback in the draft uh, would be Trey Lance. Uh, they did not select uh, a. Uh, I'm sorry. They they selected C.J. Beathard. My fault. In 2017, they did select C.J. Beathard in the third round. But after that, the next quarterback that they would select in the draft would be Trey Lance when they traded up for Lance in 2021. Um, just interesting, just to go back and look at the 2017 offseason, the first that Adam Peters was involved as part of the brain trust in the 49ers. They had number two overall, and they didn't have a quarterback. He comes into this situation, they have number two overall. More likely than not, I would assume they don't have a quarterback. Now, is the situation the same as it was in 2016 for the in 2017 for the 49ers? Um, did they have a Sam Howell on the roster? No, they really didn't have a Sam Howell. So it will be interesting to see what he makes of Sam Howell. They brought in a veteran, Brian Hoyer, to go with C.J. Beathard uh, in that 2017 season. But they basically punted on quarterback that year because they thought they could pull off a Cousins deal or that it, they would wait for Cousins in 2018. Now, that situation with respect to free agency does not exist here. Cousins, by the way, speaking of free agent quarterbacks, he'll be the number one free agent quarterback in this upcoming offseason, and there will be competition for him. I personally think he will re-sign in Minnesota. And I would doubt, given that this is a clean slate and an opportunity to, to build – with right now no immediate pressure to win 
in 2024, I would imagine they're going to go young at quarterback. Um, But uh, that is a big, big part of what will determine Adam Peters' fate here in Washington, at least early on, is what they do at quarterback. Uh, I think they'll draft a quarterback at number two. I would say that the odds heavily favor that at this point. Um, But they didn't do it in 2017. But again, the reason they didn't do it in 2017 is they did have an expectation, ultimately, that they would somehow land the quarterback that was preferred by the head coach, which was Kirk Cousins. Ultimately, they never got the quarterback right in San Francisco. You know, uh, when I say they never got the quarterback right, Garoppolo was good enough with the Shanahan scheme and the incredible coaching uh, done both by him and then by defensive uh, guys like Sala and and D'Amico Ryans to be a competitive force in the NFC without, you know, a top half of the league starting quarterback in Garoppolo. Um, And at this point with Purdy, I think the jury's still out. This is a big postseason to kind of prove that they nailed the long shot needle in a haystack, Mr. Irrelevant. 262 overall was the selection of Brock Purdy in the draft. We'll see what happens. It's a great team around him. Not a good team, a great team around him with a great coaching staff. Um, And why is the team great around them? Because they've done a really good job in constructing a roster around the quarterbacks that they've had. They're the example, really, that you would hold up and say, this is the one example of a team that has competed late into January without having the truly elite quarterback. The sustained winning. You get the one-offs. I'm not saying you don't get the one-offs. You get the one-offs where you don't have the elite quarterback maybe and they make a deep run, but it's the sustained five years of winning and being in contention. And the only time they haven't been is when they've been seriously injured, which is something that every team is vulnerable to. Uh, but the draft choices since you know 2017, the, the Kittles, uh, the – Fred Warner's the you know the, obviously by the way they, they also pulled off the trade for Trent Williams that helped out um, Bosa Samuel going one two Dre Greenlaw in that twenty nineteen draft uh, in in the fifth round um, Kinlaw Ayuk uh, Jennings in twenty twenty uh, and then you know you had the twenty twenty one draft you did get Lenoir and you got Hufanga and Elijah Mitchell late on day three. Um, but obviously a lot of their draft capital and future draft capital went into the trading up for something that did not work out in Trey Lance. Um, Really interested to see what he and the head coach, because he talked a lot about collaboration, what he and the head coach will decide on quarterback. Um, And then what the reaction to that is. I think – if for some reason they don't, and I, I agree with this, if they don't love the quarterbacks in this draft for whatever reason, they don't feel great about the quarterbacks in this draft, then you don't take one of those quarterbacks um, in the draft. You perhaps look to move down a little bit, maybe take somebody in the second round or late in the first if you are able to leverage number two into something really great. Um, but at this point, I would say it is 
80% that a quarterback is taken number two overall. Um, but the answers won't come until draft day. Uh, I think you already saw a guy that was pretty savvy in that press conference in terms of not disclosing much about what they are going to do. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.